0: How do you sort out the so-called jargon from real-world practices that work? Do the members of your organization find some business advice utterly confusing? Welcome to the 2020s Enterprise with Sam Holzman. In this program, we set the record straight and in terms that people at any level of business and technology can understand. Now, here is your host, Sam Holtzman.
1: Welcome to this edition of the 2020s Enterprise. I'm Sam Holzman. Uh, thank you for tuning in. And the topic uh, for today's show uh, is security architecture. What, how, where, who, when, and why. And I'm using the term architecture a little bit loosely in this program. And I think, as you know, uh, you know, from uh, the people that listen to this show, that I'm pretty serious about business and information and data and enterprise architecture. The The word security architecture uh, is being used uh um, Different ways, of course, and and before the show, I hopped on uh, uh, my favorite popularity contest engine, also known as Google, and put in the phrase security architecture, and I got 3.6 billion hits, so uh, you can see there's a lot of opinions about what this is, and so the topic today is really about this concept of security in today's digital world that's there, if, if I can suggest that and what we're finding and, and this is through our consulting services is that people are recognizing that they're really looking at this way too late way too late in in the in the cycle and simply put uh, for those of you that have listened to the show for quite some time and also perhaps are our clients you know that in the olden days this stuff wasn't called information technology or the various phrases Uh, that we're talking about today. But the topic was data processing, processing data. And if we strip away all of the hype that's out there and all the pundits to talk about all these wonderful things that are out there, AI and BI and CI and all this other stuff that, you know, that's out there, machine learning, you know what we're doing today? We're processing data. You know what we've done 40 years ago? processing data and these other things that we're talking about are peripheral to that concept and if we can concentrate on those two words data and process we can look at security much simpler than what we're seeing out there right now a lot of people look at this as a separate topic and as a matter of fact uh, we're now hearing which is kind of frightening to me Uh, People are setting up security operations centers, another overhead function that is a silo, unfortunately, and we're looking at it and and people are trying to put something on there because they think they're doing something. Um, By the way, the security operations center may be the solution to world hunger, I'm not sure, but we're again, not looking at the fundamental issue. Now, what is the fundamental issue? The fundamental issue is very simple if we think about data and process. The issue is making sure that the processes that are mechanized or performed in an enterprise are performed by the right people or actors. Second thing, the data that is held or used in the enterprise is used only by those authorized people, authorized functions, and authorized activities. It's about data and process and who's allowed to touch it. All these other phrases are masking the issues that's there. The second thing is that most of the work that's going on here in enterprises is responsive to something or in the concept of detecting something that has occurred in the organization and that's why in my introduction in the, um, um, in the, uh, on, the, on the show preface, I talked about the game changer that you and I have to think about in the physical world, which was the ring doorbell. Kind of an interesting side note here. Now, what did the inventor of the ring doorbell think about? Well, that individual said, you know what? Instead of somebody telling me there's an intruder in the house already, (laughs) why don't I figure out a way to figure out if I can see or find or identify that somebody may be intruding in my house prior to it happening? And when you think about it, that makes a heck of a lot of sense in other words if we can if we can prevent or recognize the intrusion before the intrusion occurs life becomes a lot easier a lot simpler and of course the ring doorbell and its clones have have taken off like crazy because it ha- it has essentially flipped around the the understanding so it's not responding which is what a lot of people are looking at they have a list of threats for example in in their uh, uh, business or IT operations, and then they look at the ways to respond to that. Well, the ring doorbell said, no, 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 no. Let's look at something different. Let's think about a way to prevent these things, if possible, and then move forward. So that's the underlying theme of what we're going to be talking about today. So warn me before someone enters the house is translated into, warn me before somebody is getting into my technology infrastructure or operations that's out there. But there's a few issues, I'm chuckling, I apologize, that are so fundamental, ladies and gentlemen, that they're kind of scary. This problem is difficult, partially because of the continuing desire of technologists to write software. In a number of previous episodes in this program, I've talked about that being maturity level one. We have to get to maturity level two, which two, uh, excuse me, three, which is the concept of assembling to order. And again, on a previous show, I've talked about that, and we'll chat about this a little bit now. Now, this topic, from our standpoint, when we have the privilege of working with, with organizations on these topics, is part of what we refer to as business outcome driven, real enterprise architecture. And some of you, and I say this humbly, not for critique, that look at TOGAF or the Federal Enterprise Architecture Activities or DODAF, for those in the the Department of Defense and, and, and those industries, they're not gonna see this because we look at that as implementation oriented. And that's the issue that we're talking about here on this episode before you do something, looking at it before, looking at it ahead of time rather than afterwards. So security, the issues of security, is a business strategy first. And we'll chat about, that's why we're talking about the what, how, where, who, when, and why. It's not only an implementation technology concern, which is where the focus is in most organizations today. And that's an after-the-fact approach, unfortunately. It's already too late. Someone's in the house already. And now you're trying to protect the things in the house. You know, where's the jewelry? Where's the money? Where's the antiques? You know, where's the damage, et cetera, et cetera. Rather than saying, can I try to prevent that penetration, you know, ahead of time? It's an architected approach to security versus a reactionary approach where you lay out a bunch of scenarios that you're trying to prevent that's out there. And so we're going to chat about this. And in summary here, locks and passwords and multi-factor authentication and all these other things out there actually just keep honest people honest. I'm not suggesting to abandon these. But again, it's a back-end approach to looking at this. So, what we're going to do here, and hopefully you take this with a bit of humor, with a bit of seriousness, uh, we're going to do a case study on this. And we're going to use a highly sophisticated case study that some of you have probably heard about or read about um, in your previous activities, and probably not as an adult. And the case study that we're going to be using is the three little pigs. (laughs) Sam, what did you just say? We're going to be using the three little pigs as a case study. And obviously there's going to be some analogies as we work through this. But just as a summary, before I get into the actual reading the story, it's a pretty quick story, by the way, is remember there's three good doers. There's the lazy brother, the semi-lazy brother, and the very... Um, a studious brother. And then you have the evildoer. You have the antagonist. And, of course, that's the wolf. And if we look at security through the eyes of this little story here, and then we'll do an analogy here, and then we'll do a mapping, you can sort of see what's going on. Because you have different stakeholders, the three little pigs, and each one has a different view of life and things that are going on out there. So let's begin here, and as I'm reading this story, I'm going to essentially work you through some of the concepts we're talking about in security. So once upon a time, there were three little pigs who went out into the big world to build their homes and seek their fortunes. So right away, we see a bunch of goals that that the that these pigs have. Uh, going out into the big world, and you can identify some Positive things that would go on there, some possibly negative things. As soon as you're opening up the landscape now, in other words, there's going out into the big world has positive and negative things. We can start thinking about those things ahead of time that we need to look at. And there's two things that they want to do they want to build some homes and seek their fortunes. And that's all we know at this particular point. Of course, this isn't a really thorough case study, but it's kind of fun. Now let's get into the various stakeholders. We have little pig number one. Little pig number one doesn't like to work. (laughs) Okay. Doesn't like to work, but needs some shelter. And so this little pig decides to quickly build himself a house of straw. Now with tongue firmly placed into cheek and with a little bit of seriousness, these are the agile programming people. Let's get it out the door. And there's wonderful phrases that we have there. Minimally viable products. We'll iterate to the right solution. Those types of things. As you can probably guess, and if you've listened to this program before, I'm not a fan of this stuff at all. As a matter of fact, I think that's one of the problems we're seeing in security. This rush to building things quickly without thinking through things enough just because the code compiled doesn't mean that we're satisfying the business demand or protecting the environment that's out there or protecting the organization or protecting the processes or data or even understanding what that is so that's little pig number 1 and of course he built the house in an hour a day got it out the door program compiled everything is good and he quickly danced down the road to see how his brothers were getting along. And he danced and he sang and everything was wonderful. He's having a very good time. He's got the coat out the door. And yes, I'm going to be a little direct here in this particular episode. He got the coat out the door, got the check mark. Everything is good. What else could go wrong? What could possibly, What could possibly go wrong? Now, we have... Our buddy number two, the second pig, wants to build a house also. Great. Notice we're not really sure why yet, but we do know from the story that he doesn't like to work very much either. And he's trying to do something, for some reason, as far as we can tell, that's a little bit more um, valuable to him than his first brother, And he's going to build a house out of sticks. But again, the underlying goal is quick and easy. Once again, let's get it out the door very, very, very quickly. And instead of finishing it in a day or two, he finishes in five days (laughs) or whatever the number is. He had to iterate a few times. You know, get those those, uh, uh, agile sprints going out there. It wasn't a real strong house, of course. It had lots of weaknesses. We don't have to worry about that. we got the code out the door. We meet the objectives of the technology department. And we've introduced all sorts of issues that are out there. But the work got done. Check. Let's go out and have an adult beverage or two. And so now the second little pig is having a great time. He's out there now having a good time also. And he liked to play the fiddle and dance. Messing around. (laughs) Having a good time that's out there. And so the first little pig tooted his flute, and the second little pig swayed, uh, sawed away on the fiddle, and danced as he played. And they were having a great time, merry old time. Everything is great. And, of course, they're going down to the Enterprise next door, which is their brother, their third brother, to see how he's getting along. Now, of course, brother number three was a little bit more sober than the other ones, and he's building a house also but he's looking at it for a very different approach that there, he didn't mind high hard work. The objective wasn't getting the coat out the door. The objective wasn't building a house and getting on with something else. He wanted a stout, strong house. That was the objective, not something that you could iterate to, but the end objective was clear to the third little pig, something that he could live in and, working and playing because he knew there were evildoers out there ahead of time. This is what's important. All three little pigs knew that. But the other two pigs were looking at putting locks on the door, so to speak. The third little pig said, wait a minute. I know this threat is out there, that big, bad wolf. And I got to think about this up front. Well, before I start doing things, I got to think about that particular threat and address that threat before I start building anything, implementing anything. That's what's called architecture. That's called strategic enablement through architecture that's out there. Because he knew that that big, bad wolf wanted to catch the little pigs and eat them. And (laughs) since he was a pig (laughs) and the Big bad wolf didn't care which pig he was eating or all three of them. He knew something was there. Notice the difference in thinking. And in your organization, in all organizations, we have various people that think about these things differently. And this is what we're trying to suggest to you. We've got to look at those constituents and balance these things out to recognize upfront before we start doing anything and spending money on solutions to what those end objectives are. And I believe the end objective for all three pigs, as you can now see, is very simple to not get eaten. (laughs) In the case of security, of course, in our enterprises, it's to not have evildoers mess up our infrastructure and our technology that's out there. We're gonna take a short little break and continue on our little story here about the three little pigs and security architecture and how it all works together. So we'll see you back here in just a few minutes.
0: Is your organization in the internet age when those around you are moving into the information age? Are your hallway conversations filled with words and phrases like blockchain, AI, VR, cloud computing, and micro this and that? Are you interested in bringing some method to the madness? Then talk to us. Through years of consulting with clients all over the world, the Pinnacle Business Group and Architecture's Center of Excellence have developed an understanding of what makes a consultant-client relationship work. And this understanding comes to every engagement. The Pinnacle Business Group assists organizations in solving their business and system challenges with its unique, proven approaches, bringing teams of business and system personnel together to jointly define business and system requirements. The teams are led through a series of facilitated activities to provide innovative solutions to their business and system challenges. We look forward to hearing from you. Visit pinnaclebusinessgroup.com. Based on over 30 years of real world experience, the Business Architecture Center of Excellence four-day certification workshops in business architecture will guide you beyond theory and into actual implementation. If you are looking to develop a baseline for business agility through goal-aligned, prioritized capabilities, we will help you get there. You will leave our workshop with real tools, processes, techniques, and most importantly, true hands-on business architecture project practice. For dates, locations, and more, visit BACOE.org. Are you frustrated with your business strategy, mission, or enterprise architecture efforts? If so the book reaching the pinnacle a methodology of business understanding technology planning and change by leading enterprise architect practitioner sam holsman brings a method to the marketing madness that surrounds the enablement of business and mission strategy and enterprise architecture this helpful no-nonsense book sheds light on this poorly understood topic it helps business executives and technology professionals build an enterprise architecture appropriate to their organizational needs, enabling their business and mission strategy. Enterprise architecture is the rethinking of how business and mission planning and information technology can support each other to achieve its strategic and mission objectives through the development of a series of project initiatives and agile models. Reaching the Pinnacle is available at Amazon.com. You are listening to the 2020s Enterprise with Sam Holzman. We welcome questions and comments about the program via email to sam at e-a-c-o-e dot org. That's sam at e-a-c-o-e Now, back to the 2020s Enterprise.
1: Welcome back. Uh, we're chatting about security architecture. And, and for those of you that hopefully were tuned into the first uh, segment, you obviously know that we're chatting about security architecture. And as a quote case study, we're using the highly sophisticated case study called the Three Little Pigs. And I introduced the three protagonists to you in the first uh, uh, segment of this program, the the three pigs, the uh, lazy one, the semi-lazy one, and the real hardworking one who understood the end objective was not getting eaten that's the end objective so coming back to security and security architecture what's the end objective to not have any evil penetrations in your organization just it's it's that simple there's nothing else that you know we can look there's all these metrics that people put together and things like that ladies and gentlemen let's look at these things a little bit simpler rather than looking at it through the eyes of just technology A little bit of logic and business logic, I think, would help in a lot of these cases. And this is one of them here. The end objective is making sure that the right people get the right data and the wrong people don't. The other end objective is to make sure that the right people get to process certain things using processes and the wrong people don't. That's the end objective. Now, we back up from that to try to figure out what's going on. So in the first part of the episode, we ended up, with the third little pig making sure that everyone understood that he understood that there was an evildoer in the woods where they lived. They lived near the evildoer. They didn't know exactly where the evildoer was. And this little third little pig says, I want to make sure that I don't get eaten because I know that that third party wants to eat me. And that's the analogy that we're chatting about. There's a lot of evildoers out there in the cyber world. Unfortunately, and that is due to, this is not a critique, of course, it's due to the Internet. And the Internet, of course, is taken distance and time and essentially shrunk it to zero. So the number of evildoers we have out there potentially now is geometrically increased, you know, from where it was before. So just think about a few years ago, 40 or 50 years ago, before the Internet, we had uh, mail, the mail service. Didn't have all of this stuff. Think about how simple it was prior to the internet. And think about this one for a moment. Probably one of the most secure forms of communication today is the Postal Service, still. Oh my gosh. And it's because of some fundamental things that you and I need to think about in the cyber world. And that is again, with all due respect, architecture, not implementation, not the speed of implementations. It's understanding the environment that's there. Engineering is different than manufacturing. Architecture is different than implementation. And that's been the theme of course of this show in our practice for quite some time. So let's get back to the three little pigs here for just a moment. So, of course, the third little pig is working his patootie off, trying to build this house that is stout and pr- going to protect him uh, from unknown threat, let alone some unknown threats that are out there. He knows about one, and the other two people are laughing. The first little pig's laughing, saying, oh, geez, you know, forget this stuff. You're working too hard. Hey, we got the coat out the door. We don't have to worry about anything. I got my little straw house, uh, and things should be fine. It's out there. The second little pig was even more direct and said, hey, brother, come out and play. Enough of this working stuff here. Don't worry about it. There's no immediate threat that we can see. Why are you wasting all this time? Let's go out there and, you know. Have some fun, you know, that's out there. But that third pig pig understood the end objective, the end game, was to build something that would protect him from threats that are out there as best as possible. That's the end game. Not how quickly we can build things, but understanding the end game that was there. And he had a little poem, if you remember the story. You know, I built my house of stones. I built my house of bricks. I have no choice to sing and dance for work and play don't mix. Translation. Architecture is different than implementation. General contractors are different than architectural firms. Different objectives, trying to understand what's going on. I will eventually get to play. I will eventually get to dance. And one of the reasons for that is I haven't been eaten. And so looking at it from our standpoint of our enterprises, I'm around for the next generation or for the next year because I have an environment that is robust enough to address some of these penetrations that I know are going to happen or at least the evildoers are out there. But those other two pigs were just insistent, and they kept dancing and having a good time and everything else like that. And that third brother was insistent. He said, hey, let me explain something to you. You can dance and sing and laugh all you want, but I'm going to be safe because that's the end objective. You've got a short-term understanding of what's going on, but I want, to, I want to be around here past Thursday. And he even said to them, let me explain to you guys. There's a threat out there. It's the wolf. And when that wolf comes to your door, what are you going to do? So he even said to them, let me explain to you what we know. This is something that we know. But those other two pigs said, hey, we've done our job. We got, the, we got our buildings built. We've got our check mark on our list and everything is good. And they continued to sing there. And as a matter of fact, they were taunting the evildoer, saying, Hey, let me explain something to you. Who's afraid of the big bad wolf? Tra la la <laughs> la la. So they even said, You know what? We get it, but don't worry. We don't have to worry about it. Nothing to worry about. We'll just kick the can down the road, you know, that's out there. And so. The first little pig goes back to their house to do whatever they're doing. And just as the first little pig reached his door, that evildoer looked and said, you know what? Let me see if I can have a little breakfast here. And that wolf popped out of the door. The threat became real. And so the first little pig said, hey, I'm going to shut that door. <laughs> it's got all the locks on I shouldn't worry about it. Right? Hey, I've got all that factor authentication. I got the door locked. That's the that's the objective. I got a lock on the door, and everything's gonna be good. And the wolf said, Hey little pig, let me explain something to you. I wanna come in. And the little pig said, Nope, can't come in. I got the door locked. And the little wolf said, Okay, well let me see if I can address that door issue somehow. (laughs) And of course, he huffed and puffed and blew the house down. So forget the locks on the door. He was able to penetrate that environment through a different area, a different approach. And that's one of the things that you and I have to recognize is that the known path to A lot of things are also known to the evildoers. They know there's a door. They know the weaknesses just as much as you do. And they may know them even more because that's what they're doing all day, trying to figure out how to break into your environment that's out there. So we have to think about it a little different, different way. So, of course, what happened was the wolf blew the house down, the pig panicked, and he said, you know what? I remember now my brother's next door and he's got that stick house. I'm going to run over there. So again, from an enterprise standpoint, we put some quote other locks on the doors. Or we think about different ways to do things, but no sooner than the first pig reached the second pig, the wolf wasn't a dummy either. He says, you know what? I'm going to take a look at this one now. Now there's two things (laughs) I can go after. I can have breakfast and lunch. <laughs> no. Oh, Sam, you're being a little gory here. So now we have the ability to even double the reward for the penetration. This may sound funny. You know, if if you want to steal money, you know where you go? You go to a bank because <laughs> there's money in there. And that's, of course, what the wolf is saying. So think about this from an evildoer technology standpoint. Let's go after A cloud area of data that has 15 different organizations data because we can get 15x of stuff out there if we can penetrate rather than rather than going and penetrating an organizations alone let's go after that big bucket that's out there once again we're exposing to you what's happening here when we're not thinking through this in an architected manner so the more we consolidate the data the more there is this desire, the salivating of the wolf to say, now I've got even a bigger source to go after. I'm not suggesting don't do this. I'm suggesting we have to think through the cause and effect relationships of these actions that we're taking. So it's not that we have a secure cloud, so to speak, and everything is fine. We have a cloud now that has lots and lots of stuff in it that even makes it a more tempting target to the evildoers that are out there. Think about that for a moment. So when the, of course, Wolf came to the second house, got the same reaction. And what he said, of course, is that I'm going to try a different approach. Remember I mentioned that before. Instead of blowing the house down, which probably the pigs know about, and maybe the stick house is going to be a little bit stouter for that at this particular point, I'm going to take a different approach to get into that. I'm going to take a different strategy as an evildoer. I'm going to disguise myself. In other words, I'm going to put together a profile that is different than what I think the pigs are looking for. And of course, what did he do? He hid. In other words, he changed his identity. He became somebody else. And the two little pigs looked out the door. Didn't see any pigs. Excuse me. Didn't see any wolves. I said Al. Oh, now we're in good shape. And the pig said, "Well, you just fooled them, because there was that temporary lull, that temporary view." That everything is good. Coming back to security and technology, just because you haven't been hit over the last 30 days and you were hit 30 days ago doesn't mean that everything is good. As the old phrase goes, when's the shoe going to drop again? You know, it's out there. And so they were getting a little bit more emboldened. They once again said the same thing. You know, we're not afraid of the big bad wolf, the big bad wolf, the big bad wolf. We're just going to keep singing tra-la-la-la-la. And as they're singing along, they hear a knock on the door. And in a disguise, it was the big bad wolf. The big bad wolf covered themselves in sheepskin. In other words, they took on a different identity. They came at the door a different way. Curl up in a little basket, looking like a lamb. In other words, you get this very innocent-looking email. Well, oh, that should be okay, because it's from my friend Joe. And, and Joe's a good guy. At least you think it's Joe. And so you ask, who's that? You send something, you know, and... And the wolf says, in this case, I'm just a little poor little sheep. I got no place to go and I got no place to sleep and I'm tired and I'd really appreciate if you let me in. But there was something, of course, that this person, that this evildoer did wrong. And instead of just covering himself up completely, he left his mouth open and had these big fangs. <laughs> in other words, there was a sensing going on. Once again, this is the detection activity. Not prevention, detection activity that says we just recognize there's a possible threat here. And so the pig said, hey, you can't fool us. You may have put that disguise on, but we know that you're still an evildoer. And so the wolf says, okay, you know, the jig's up. And I'm going to take a deep breath here once again, and I'm going to blow this house down. So after a little bit of toying around, he said, you know what? I couldn't get in through a different way. I'm going to go back to my initial approach—that forced entry, essentially, you know—that's out there, and that's what he did. So the twigs went flying everywhere else. Now he got two pigs. Now the wolf is getting really thrilled, <laughs> a little hungry probably, but saying, "Man, look at this! I can really, really go after this reward at the end of the cycle here." And so they, of course, left their house and went down to the third pig. Remember that stout house that was there? And the third pig had their house built, and he said, you know what? Guys, you're safe here. Because I've looked at this strategically, so to speak, and I've got a pretty, pretty good idea that, I'm, that we're going to be safe here. But if you remember the story, there was a vulnerability that the, even this third pig didn't think about, and that was the chimney an unauthorized access point. Now, for most of the activity, a chimney is a place, you know, that's there for heating water and and smoke. But the wolf says, I can enter that way, but the little pig was smart enough to put some boiling water on there in a pot to keep the wolf out. So you see a situation where we learn that there's another way, another vulnerability that we may have not uh, uh, understood initially. And we're gonna just continue the story after just a quick break here and look at the way we're gonna address these things. We'll see you back here in a few minutes and I'm hoping you're enjoying this analogy here that gets us to the point to understand what security is all about. See you back here in a few minutes.
0: Is your organization in the internet age when those around you are moving into the information age? Are your hallway conversations filled with words and phrases like blockchain, AI, VR, cloud computing, and micro this and that? Are you interested in bringing some method to the madness? Then talk to us. Through years of consulting with clients all over the world, the Pinnacle Business Group and Architecture's Center of Excellence have developed an understanding of what makes a consultant-client relationship work. And this understanding comes to every engagement. The Pinnacle Business Group assists organizations in solving their business and system challenges with its unique, proven approaches, bringing teams of business and system personnel together to jointly define business and system requirements. The teams are led through a series of facilitated activities to provide innovative solutions to their business and system challenges. We look forward to hearing from you. Visit PinnacleBusinessGroup.com. Are you frustrated with your business strategy, mission, or enterprise architecture efforts? If so, the book, Reaching the Pinnacle, a methodology of business understanding, technology planning, and change by leading enterprise architect practitioner Sam Holtzman brings a method to the marketing madness that surrounds the enablement of business and mission strategy and enterprise architecture. This helpful, no-nonsense book sheds light on this poorly understood topic. It helps business executives and technology professionals build an enterprise architecture appropriate to their organizational needs, enabling their business and mission strategy. Enterprise architecture is the rethinking of how business and mission planning and information technology can support each other to achieve its strategic and mission objectives through the development of a series of project initiatives and agile models. Reaching the Pinnacle is available at Amazon.com. Are you stuck in your enterprise architecture practice with nothing but a bunch of static models and deliverables aimed at future technology development efforts rather than true business understanding? With the Enterprise Architecture Center of Excellence four-day certification workshops, you will learn proven step-by-step enterprise architecture techniques to be used as the baseline For addressing continuous business and organizational change. For dates, locations, and more, visit eacoe.org. You are listening to the 2020s Enterprise with Sam Holzman. We welcome questions and comments about the program via email to sam at eacoe.org. That's sam at eacoe.org. Now, back to the 2020s enterprise.
1: Welcome back. This is our last segment talking about uh, security architecture and I hope you're enjoying this uh, this approach to understanding security architecture again. I'm I'm smiling here only because I was using this analogy and and uh, uh, a little bit different than a dry topic like security, but just continuing on here just for a few more minutes and then getting real serious. What happened at the end, of course, was that the wolf tried to get into the house uh, through an unauthorized or unthought about entry point. Think about that in your organization for a moment, and that was the chimney. But it just so happened that for some reason, the three little pigs, it must have been the winter uh, at that particular time, and uh, maybe they were making breakfast or lunch or dinner. And underneath the uh, chimney uh, in the fireplace, they had a pot of boiling water. It just so happens they had the pot of boiling boiling water there. Um, and as the wolf was, uh, of course, trying to climb down the chimney because he realized, you know, that he tried to huff and puff and couldn't blow the house down, couldn't get through the house. In other words, through the, the vulnerabilities that he thought he that were, were possible. And then he saw that new vulnerability that was out there. And, of course, they had a a device that prevented his access, and that was the the kettle of boiling water. And he sprang out of there in painful, and he never came back again, and that was the end of the story. But as you know, that's not the way our stories end in our enterprises because the evildoers keep coming back, and the evildoers are getting more and more aggressive. Now, who are some of these evildoers that we have to think about when we look at that? Well, we have individuals. And unfortunately, the individuals could be people, uh, if you've been listening to any of the news shows are out there, um, I sometimes cannot believe some of the things that are going on uh, within and outside of this country and in the in, in uh, the various agencies and the federal government and the state governments, you just can't believe that there's evil intent out there. But we're seeing more and more of it. At least that's what we're hearing about that's out there. So individuals that, for whatever reason, they could be state actors, they could be frustrated people, um, individuals that you know have some kind of a motive to disrupt our business that's out there. Criminal organizations. People that actually are in business have an enterprise <laughs> to do evil that's out there because they're looking at it as a business. In other words, instead of trying to make money through legitimate means, um, my, my company's objective is to steal money from others because I think it's easier. You know, it's out there. And of course, we have nation states. And whatever lose media you're interested in hearing about, you're hearing about this, and I'm hearing about this every day. And then we, of course, have people that are terrorists, whether they're physical terrorists or electronic terrorists or cyber terrorists uh, that are being sponsored by somebody to do evil, you know, that's out there. And then you have, essentially, the intellectual property thieves, the industrial spies that are out there. Okay, and their objective is to steal intellectual property steal the data that you have or the processes that you have. These are pretty hard to hard to sense and 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 get understanding about, because it's a little bit softer than somebody breaking into the front door of a house that's out there. And of course organizi- organiz- organized crime groups that are out there, once again, there to make things difficult. And they essentially have a strategy that they're executing, which is essentially to disrupt your business. We have unhappy people, insiders or customers, that are intent on getting revenge, unfortunately. And then you, of course, have the phrase hackers. And these people, some some of them are just there to have a good time. Let me see if I can find a vulnerability here and exploit that and I can go on to one of the social medias and and embarrass people that are out there. And the other one that we got to think about is competitors. Yes, competitors. You know, one of the ways to gain market share is to destroy somebody else's market share <laughs> or one of the ways to get market, you know, market share is to understand what your competitors are doing before they're actually getting it out into the marketplace. My apologies for sounding so negative, but that's really what this topic is about, is security. If everyone was uh, righteous and things like that, we wouldn't have to worry about locks on the door, so to speak, you know, that's uh, out there. But as, as we all know, these things have changed. So what we have to think about, ladies and gentlemen, is to think about a baseline for addressing and managing this environment on a continuous basis well before we start writing solutions or looking for solutions or buying solutions and what we have to recognize is the geometric increase in complexity in this particular topic and what do we mean geometric increase we have so many connection points that are out there now And that's not a negative statement. It's just a realization that we have all of these points that are out there because we have all this interconnectivity. We have the Internet and all of the various routes and nodes that are out there. We have cloud. And within the cloud, we have two things we have to concern ourselves with, the transmission of things and the storage of things. Both of those have vulnerabilities. So it's not just storing, but it's the transmission from node to node that we have to think about. And then this incessant belief of rapid implementation is the end game, getting the code out the door, so to speak. I know I keep hitting you on that because that's a level one maturity. We got to get to level three, which is going to help security immensely because we're putting together things that have traceability and transparency and understanding. And underlying this is the recognition that everything may be the wrong direction to go in and minimization may be the best way to do this. Now, what is that phrase? In other words, instead of putting everything in one bucket... Maybe we should consider what's the minimum set of things we need to put in a common bucket to not only protect ourselves, but to understand the effect of change. And we refer to that as federated architecture, meaning everything stays local unless it needs to be shared by more than one person or group. Just the opposite of thinking about this. And the best way to essentially secure things is is like that. Keep it local unless you have to bring it forward. I'm not talking silos. I'm talking about having a baseline for addressing and managing change and looking at the things in your organization that need to be federated because it's a different level of security, a different level of complexity, Again, giving you a physical analogy right now. If you're following any of the uh, activities going on on um, you know in space right now, you see these organizations uh, working on, you know essentially getting us back to the moon or to Mars um, or to the International Space Station. And whether you think that's a good idea or not, I want to put that aside for a moment. But let's look back for a few, a few years when we had the space shuttle in the United States. And the way that was built was an integrated environment. What do I mean by integrated? It was transporting both human beings and cargo in the same container. And people sat back for a moment and said, wait a minute, let's, let's think about this for a minute here. What if we think about not integrating those two things, but making them separate? In other words, integration for integration's sake is what we keep hearing about. And boy, is that true in our enterprises. Everything's got to be in one common base. Let's think about it a little bit differently. And so now you see the strategy saying transporting people is a different opportunity slash problem than transporting cargo. And that's what you're seeing right now. And it's simpler, So sometimes dividing and conquering makes more sense than integration as a whole. So this whole concept of security coming back full circle from when we first started this episode is to think about the goals that we're trying to achieve, and that's essentially to assure that the right people and only the right people get at the data and the processes that they need to get at. And it's as simple or as complex as that. And the way we do that is through the concept of separating those elements and coming up with a way to ensure that only the right people access the right data and only the right people access the processes. And that involves two things. One is relatively easy to do today because of the thinking that's there, and that's these concepts of identifying you and I in the most secure manner possible, and we're making some headway there. The area that is taking more time because of the resistance that we see in organizations and software vendors is building software with the understanding that assembling is the securest environment that we can have versus creating new code all the time. Programming is a vulnerability that will continue until we stop programming and getting into assembling from known elements that are out there. And that's what we call level three. And outside of technology, and as from maturity level, this is common. You and I see this all the time. So the maturity levels we're talking about here is maturity level one, is what most of us are doing in technology. We call that make to order. Handcrafting, whether it's agile or waterfall, doesn't make any difference. Maturity level two, provide from stock. Unfortunately, that's the commercial off the shelf. Package area, the reason they say, unfortunately, is the underlying code was still built the same way, hand crafting. And the most mature that you and I see outside of technology all the time is assembling to order, assembling to order from discrete elements that are known, secured, and are essentially easy to manage in comparison to the big composites that we're seeing. And that is the key to security and security architecture. Two things, the identification of the who and the understanding of the concept of once we understand that is how do we build solutions, and that's that third level of maturity. So we can get there. And the first way we want to start is to recognize The two elements that we've been working with since the dawn of technology, data and process, and looking at these each individual elements and who can get at it, whether it's a role or an individual, that brings us on this path to securing our environment. And then we work past that into the environments that we see right now. It is not a moment in time it's going to take. But it's going to take a little bit of time for us to get out of this concept of locking the doors afterwards and thinking about security as a strategy in the business. Thank you for listening. I'm Sam Holtzman. I can be reached at sam at eacoe.org. Be more than happy to talk to you about this topic, enterprise architecture, business architecture, and the skills required there. Until next time, have a great day.